Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Kelly S., and that's with an E-Y, in case you're looking for me. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, October 10th, uh, 2019. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 60. We're in the first paragraph. Many of us exclaimed, and we're reading and commenting on that one paragraph. So today, 12 Steps will be read by Anita B., 12 Traditions, Esther F., readers of the text, Naomi B., Lauren N., Barbara P., and our newcomer greeter, Jason K., and our second hour host, Nadia B. So the reference numbers for Wednesday, yesterday, October 9th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 13499. 13499. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 13500. 13500. So the OA preamble. Readers Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Anita B. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Anita. Good morning. Grateful to do service today. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me share. Well, thank you, Anita B. And next up, Esther F. will read our 12 traditions. Good morning, Esther. Good morning, Kelly. Hi, this is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 traditions. 
Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OE unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service in my past. Well, thanks for your service, Esther. So how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, and I'll tell you time. So singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, what you'll do is press star one to unmute. Then once you're done sharing, you let us know by saying pass. Then you'll press your star one to mute your phone again. In, in order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. We also ask not to use speaker phones. They tend to cause echoes. So um, anyway, so today we're going to resume our study at the big book. We're on page 60. We're there on the first paragraph. Uh, many of us exclaimed, and we'll be reading and then commenting on just that one paragraph. And Naomi B. is going to get us started and unpack that wonderful paragraph for us. Okay. Good morning, Naomi. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Lovely, darling. Oh, thank you, Kelly. Yay! Good morning, family. Mm -hmm. This is Naomi B., a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. Many of us exclaim, what an order. I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like personal adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Well, if my head could explode, it would. First of all, the steps. Okay, nobody's perfect. We can't do anything perfect. 
But because of that, and it's so beautifully, beautifully said, we never rise above the level of being human. Never, never, never. Living in steps 10, 11, and 12. This is this is the best place to be. I mean, I'm speaking for myself. Now, one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves, and I just sit in our meeting, our face-to-face, and I look at my sponsor at times, and I just smile. Because in our rooms, I hear people say, well, it's progress, not perfection. Well, okay, so I won't eat six cookies. I'll just eat two. No. It's spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Spiritual progress to me means every morning saying good morning to my higher power, doing my prayer and meditation, writing my God letter, going throughout the day, my little walk that I have, that I do, going to work, talking to him. I don't use the phone. I don't use the earbuds. I talk to my higher power. Whether I'm upset or whatever emotion I come up with. Because this is what this book says. It's spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. And I just, I was like so overwhelmed and so hoping that I would get a chance to read this paragraph because of what those words mean to me. And life doesn't stop. But because we have this this connection with our higher power, we can get through anything, anything, and living in steps 10, 11, and 12. And with that, I pass. Wow, good job. Wrap that up early. Okay, so if you have not shared in the last couple days, we would like to hear some new voices and would like to share on this paragraph. Give me your first name and the first initial of your last name. Matthew L. New York, Valley A. New York, All right, I'm going to need you guys to start over or try one at a time. Matthew T. Nancy T. I heard Matthew. I heard Nancy. Wendy M. Wendy. I got you, Do. Kim, I got you, Nancy P. Matthew, Nancy P. Kim G, Du L, Wendy, and who else? Raquel. Raquel. Also Nancy T. All right, Nancy T. Let's all just stop there. And uh, if you unmuted, let's make sure you're muted by pressing star one so we can have a nice quiet meeting. I didn't get all the initials, but hey, I got the first names and I can read my writing, so we're good. So here's the lineup. Matthew, Nancy P, Kim G, Du L, Wendy, Raquel, and Nancy T. Starting out with Matthew, followed by Nancy P. Matthew, what's the first initial of your last name? Matthew F. F as in Frank. Yes. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. You're up. My name is Matthew F. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater from northern New Mexico. This paragraph gave me the excuse to just be lazy in my recovery. It's like, well, you know, I'm not perfect, so if I slip or if I eat, it'll be all right. There's always tomorrow. I'm, you know, yeah, I'm not God. And I use that as an excuse to eat and to slip back into my unpleasant behavior, let's say. But uh, I also realized in, in going back and rereading 
the book from the very beginning, there are many things that I would call absolutes, just things we can't get away with. We have to have complete abstinence. We have to completely surrender. I don't know if you would call that perfect, but it is absolute. Things that we absolutely must do in order to free ourselves of this insanity, of this, of this disease. And sometimes um, having been a sponsor a few times and having gone through the process a few times in the last year, some of us seem to coddle each other and, and uh, I've often found myself doing that. And, and if you are a sponsor, if you're really entering the program, you have to be pretty serious about this and don't do what I did and use this paragraph as an excuse to just fall back into eating and say, well, you know, shrug your shoulders. I'm not perfect. I can eat this and, and I'll start again tomorrow. So just wanted to share that. And yes, I'm not perfect, but uh, there are some things that we really need to adhere to very, very strictly and, and be very disciplined uh, around that. But the number one thing for me has been to to surrender perfectly, to 100% give up everything that I think I know and and uh, hand my life over completely, absolutely perfectly uh, into the, to the love and care of God. So thank you for picking me and, and allowing me to share, and I hope everyone has uh, an abstinent and God-filled day. I will pass. Thank you so much, Matthew F. All right, so next up is Nancy P. followed by Kim G. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, thanks for letting me share. Good morning, everybody. Let me just start my timer here. So um, this is the sort of the place that I stop reading is what an order. And, you know, you read all those things and it is a little daunting, especially to someone who hadn't gone through the steps. And even I would say, even to someone who had thought that she had gone through the steps. I did do the big book step study process with another perfectly adequate sponsor um, from 2002 to 2005. And I wrote a fourth step for three years and um, it didn't take and I ate for 13 more years. And, but once I surrendered, me the one trick pony, once I surrendered, I came to this paragraph again and said, what an order. And I crossed my fingers and hoped, but did not believe. And, um, you know, with my wonderful sponsor's guidance, um, you know, I, I continued on and it didn't matter that no one among us had been able to maintain anything like perfect appearance. We were talking about me, about Nancy, and I'm special. And I felt like I should be special. Um, but by the time I surrendered, um, I had to concede that um, I could do this. Um, I could do it. And by the time I got here, I wasn't just willing to grow along spiritual lines. I was desperate to grow along spiritual lines because I wanted to tear my skin off. I was in such agony, howling, howling, howling with fear and pain and rage. And when I um, picked up these principles, this, you know, as guides, and I did grow spiritually, I continue to grow spiritually. I, I don't even consider perfection. I don't even consider progress. I just keep my head down and I keep going. And I reach for things when I feel um, something is lacking. And, um, you know, I do a lot. I make a lot of phone calls. I get a lot of phone calls. I, I do my 11th step every night. I do everything that they say. I do every single thing that they say in this book. And guess what? I'm not special. I get what they say. You know, I tell my own sponsees that, you know, they're like, I don't know. And I, and I say, you're not special. Why would everybody else who follows the directions precisely get what they say in this book, become recovered, and not you. You're not special. And I had to admit to myself that I'm not special. So um, I continue to work. I continue to grow. And thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody, for all your help. 
and um, support. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. So next up, we have Kim G. followed by Du L. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G. and I've been recovered since uh, January 2011. And I'm just tickled. You know, I'm a loophole girl. I'm always looking for that loophole. And I'm so grateful that the sheriffs before me talked about the idea that we use this, you know, this out of context, you know, progress, not perfection as a way to not be perfect with the food. So I don't even need to talk about that. So it says here we claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. So I always think of it this way. You know, when I study for a test, I study to get 100. I don't study to get 80%. Now, I know that I'm human and I may not get 100. Most times I won't, but I study to get 100. You know, when you play, when you bowl, I'm not a bowler, the perfect score is 300. I don't think anyone bowls to make a 200. They bowl to get a 300, but even the best bowlers in the world don't make perfect scores all the time. This is an extension of 10 and 11, but I developed these ideals through the prayers and the, of the four-step prayers, and that's my goal every day is to align myself with God and these ideals. And to me, that big, the two questions in step 11, which are huge, is what could I have done better and what corrective measures should be taken? So that's telling me where I claim spiritual progress, this was my ideal, you know, and that's where I'm going to grow in that line between what was my current behavior and what is my ideal. You know, I was thinking about this in a, um, a meditation yesterday. I'm this like goddess meditation, the goddess of dance, and I was I love to dance, and I was a dancer, did a lot of two-stepping, West Coast swing, East Coast swing, and the big thing is, as a woman, you have to have a strong core and you have to know the basic steps. But it's a guy that leads. You know, I think dirty dancing when you heard, you know, watch your spaghetti arms, Patrick Swayze would say, because if you're not strong, the guy can't lead you. And when I'm centered and I let the guy lead and I don't try to fight him, I don't try to anticipate, the dance is wonderful. But if I'm insecure and I'm trying to predict what's going to happen next and what's he going to do and I mistrust my partner, it's clunky and it's miserable. And I remember this one time specifically, this guy asked me to dance with this guy I'd never met, and I could tell he was testing me to see what, how competent I was. And I remember in the midst of the dance going, wow, I never did that turn. Wow, I never did that move. That's pretty cool because I was so relaxed. And what I found out after the dance was he was a national champion. And if anyone had told me I was dancing with a national champion, I would have been so tight and scared and frightened that I wouldn't have been able to enjoy the dance the way that I did. So to me, 10 and 11 is a dance with God. I have to have this strong core of implementing the set. But if I let go to the music and the direction of God, life is absolutely wonderful. And with that, I pass. Well, thank you, Kim G, for your chair. And next up is Du L, followed by Wendy. Good morning, Du. Good morning, Kelly. This is Du L, Recover Compulsible Reader. I'm going to set my timer here. Um, I absolutely love this. What an order. What is the order, the 12 steps? And I love what someone shared already, you know, about the absolutes. There's only one absolute, and that's step one, entire abstinence. That's it. Everything else is spiritual progress. <laughs> you grow along those lines. You kind of like, you know, connect with our higher power, um, you come to those conclusions that you need a higher power. 
that you need power and you can't do it on your own. And then you go through the action steps, four through nine, and you take the actions. And maybe you don't get it 100%. That's okay. They're saying don't get discouraged. You're going to get it, but it's going to be spiritual progress. And then you come to the maintenance steps. And it means just because you recover doesn't mean that you're going to get this perfectly. You know, it means that you continue to work on it. And it means that it's an education without graduation. It means you're continually growing along those lines. Are you going to achieve the perfection? Probably not. At least for me, not in this lifetime. But one of the things is is saying you could strive for it. You can strive for it. You know, uh, and the more you do it, the better things get. And the more you do it, the more immunity you have towards this disease. And that's been my experience. My experience is, you know, when I first started this, I was like, oh, my God, like, really? Like, I have to go through all this? I have to call someone? I have to go through this book paragraph by paragraph, chapter by chapter, and it's going to probably take me forever? Well, it didn't take me forever. You know, when I was fighting, it took me forever. When I was surrendered, I went and breezed through it. You know, so you could stay stuck for years on this, like I did for three years, or you can just submit yourself to this program, follow the directions, and be on that happy, joyous, and free road to recovery. And when you get there, it doesn't stop there. You know, and that's, that's, I, I just had a, a sponsee who had a relapse because she got to step 12 and then she rested on her laurels, you know, and now we got to go back through the steps. But what I'm saying is don't get discouraged. It can happen. It's happened for me. It's happened for others. And it will continue to happen. All you have to do is be on that road and continue to be on that road. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Duel. So next up is Wendy, followed by Raquel. Wendy, what is the first initial of your last name? Good morning. I'm Wendy, and the last name is M. Okay. Mary. All right. Great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Wendy M. in Raleigh, North Carolina, compulsive overeater, and thank you for your service, and thank you for letting me share this morning. I am so just energized by this that we claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection has been such a gift in my life Um, I am someone who always had to do things perfectly and if I couldn't do it perfectly then I would just shut down and not do that thing at all and it had to be perfect or it wouldn't be done at all and it's such a blessing in my life to hear that we can have spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection I actually entered the rooms in January 2018, so I'm a little bit young in the program, um, and I had decades, decades fighting this disease with the food, not realizing what was going on. I would lose the weight. I'd lose 80, 90 pounds, and I would gain back 100, 110 pounds because that was me doing it. I was running on this self-will, and I was doing it, and Thank you, God, my higher power led me to those rooms in January 2018, and I began working the principles, which are steps as a guide to progress. And I, over that time, have become gone conscious, and it's 
so beautiful and my higher power continues to lead me in so many directions that are absolutely amazing and the number on the scale is irrelevant and when people run into me now and they ask how much I've lost I almost cringe because I know this time I didn't do it this was God this was my higher power that did this and our disease it can be it can be so isolating and so lonely and I, I just remember always feeling so alone and I hated myself and I can remember my first sponsor asking me what am I so scared of and I said I'm going to do all this work and I'm still going to hate myself and I'm still going to feel all alone and I can tell you in doing the work if you do the work I love myself without a doubt, and I feel God with me everywhere. So if God is with me, then I'm never alone. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Wendy M. Next up is Raquel, followed by Dancy T. Raquel, what is the first initial of your last name? Yes. Hello. This is Raquel E. Can oh, you hear hey, Raquel. me? I can. You got three minutes. Yeah. Thank you for your service. And um, I am putting my time around, but if I forget about it, please remind me. Because I haven't shared in quite a while, and uh, I'm very excited about um, about being able to sit up at the computer because I couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't in my phone arrangement, I cannot unmute and get on and because I don't feel well. I've been lying in bed many times and listening to all your beautiful voices. And now I'm able to sit up and uh, and participate. So thank you very much, and I'll just claim my seat. Um, I will relate to this uh, paragraph, but first I have to say I'm so, so excited about, about the convention and waiting to see all of you. Uh, and it'll take some doing to get there. Somebody has to travel with me but I'm getting the things done step by step so it can materialize. Now, to the paragraph. I love this paragraph because it sets things straight, more so even with everybody sharing that the progress is in the spiritual things and that the given is that step one, that if step one is not sitting well, then the whole building is built on sand and it has very little chance of surviving. So now we have a new newfangled thing here in, in Israel, uh, probably to many of you it's not new, but this group, this uh, um, RA thing is different, and in the preamble it says that it's for people, for those who despite their best efforts have yet to find the recoveries that they are looking for. So they are starting from the spiritual angle, hopefully they will get abstinence. And for me to meet there, my first sponsor, who is in such bad shape physically, and other people sitting there and, and just spouting a lot of spirituality, I just can't take it. I just can't. It's so warped. And so I'm very grateful to God that I found a vision for you, that, and I found the doctor's opinion that sets things straight. And that that means a lot to me that what I'm going through now, yes, operation, no operation, but how is it? How is the miracle that God is, is there to not let me go into the food with all this? 
I don't know, but that's the the promises of step ten. I'm still hesitant of saying I'm recovered, I'm recovered. I'm not. I still have a lot of work to do in controlling anger and in, in being really the person who God wants me to be. But I'm sure as heck not who I used to be. And it's a big miracle that with all that's going on, I am not going uh, to the... It's not my doing. It's just one... Time. And yes, I, I'll wrap up. So how do you people say God does wonders, his miracles to perform? Thank you so much for being there for me. And uh, in Hebrew, thank you so Hebrew. much, Raquel. Yeah, appreciate your back. share. Bye. All right. So next up, we have Nancy T, and then we will be opening it up again for share. So Nancy, you're up. Thank you, Kelly. Good morning, everybody. Nancy T, uh, recovered compulsive overeater in Lewiston, Idaho, this morning. Um, you know, I I love this paragraph, and most of us have already um, shared the part about trying to do it perfectly. You know, we wanted perfection. I loved Kim G's analogy about studying for a test. You know, we want to get the perfect, you know, I want the A. Um, but, you know, with I not only have uh, perfectionism as one of my character defects, but I have an ego the size of Texas. So when I started working with my sponsor through the steps the first few times, I wanted that A plus on the top of my paper. I wanted a star. You know, I wanted to be the star pupil. Um, and I, it really took me a long time being in the rooms of OA before somebody pointed out, I don't remember if it was another member or a sponsor, but pointed out that this says spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. I, you know, we hear it all the time. It's progress, not perfection. It's progress, not perfection. It's progress, not perfection. And I just, you know, when somebody told me that's not what it says in the book, I said, oh, yeah, it's in there. Um, I've read it, and well, I hadn't read it. I had misread it, is what it is. And she pointed out on this page 60, it says spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. And this paragraph says that that's the point. The point is, so this is the main point of this paragraph, that we're willing, so I have to suit up and show up, to grow along spiritual lines. And so what does that mean? How do I do that today? Um, well, first of all, like I just said, I suit up and show up. You know, the only, I, if I don't show up, then I'm going to get back in the food. I have to show up. And how do I live today as a recovered woman? Well, I live in 10, 11, and 12. 10 is for me. It keeps my side of the street clean. It helps me to clean up mistakes as I go along so that they don't build up. It helps me to deal with the emotional roller coaster that life throws at me. Um, 11 is where I'm, it's about God. It's about, um, it says thought. So I'm seeking. What am I seeking? To improve my conscious contact. So I made my conscious contact back in steps one, two, and three. And now I need to improve that. And how do I improve today? I do spiritual disciplines. So 10, step 10, keeping my side of the street clean is a spiritual discipline. Thought, I'm seeking God through prayer and meditation. That's another spiritual discipline. And one of the biggest spiritual disciplines that I utilize is step 12. When I take some money else through the pages of the big book, it is a spiritual high for me. It's a it's a passion of mine. I love it. I have I grow spiritually when I do that. And getting to watch other people grow um, is 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 awesome too. Um, so I just have to remember what the point is. The point is that I'm growing spiritually and to keep my ego and my perfectionism at bay. It's spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. 
Well, thank you, Nancy T. So uh, for those of you just joining us today, we're on uh, page 60 of the big book, reading that first paragraph, many of us exclaimed, and reading and commenting on that one paragraph. If you have not shared in the last couple days and would like to share, give me your first name and the first initial of your last. Melanie Anita B. Larry K. Anita B. Melissa C. Melissa C. 2C. Lori E. Okay. Okay, here's who I have, and there were some other people I missed. Um, Larry K., Anita B., Melissa C., Lori E., and um, there are other voices. Christina J. Craig, yeah. Christina J., Craig F., and that's it. We'll stop there. All right, so please make sure your, your, your phone is muted by pressing star 1. We'll get started with Larry K., followed by Anita B. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you for your service. Larry Kay, Recovered Compostable Reader from Chicago. You know, for me, the progress, not perfection thing is so many beautiful shares. You know, I have to face it that my old self has to come apart for the new self to emerge, right? I'm going to need a spiritual transformation. I'm not, never going to be perfect. I'm never going to rise above the level of a human being. But I have to look at, you know, am I surrounding myself with the conditions that will produce that spiritual awakening? So what is it? So I have to ask myself, what is it that I'm wishing to produce here? If it's, if it's weight loss, then surround yourself with a diet. Surround yourself with an exercise plan. Surround yourself with a sponsor that will support you in the diet. Maybe, you know, surround yourself with means of, restricting what you're eating, if that's what I'm after, see if that, and see if that's sustainable. I know it was not sustainable for me. If it's a spiritual transformation that I wish to have, we need to take the actions necessary to be brought into harmony with that. It's, I find it interesting. You know, you can go to a surgeon, and if you need your appendix removed, you can have an appendectomy. If someone needs their ego removed, there's no surgeon in this world that will perform an egoectomy, and yet that's what we need. We need, there's something unique about this process, this imperfect process of spiritual transformation that changes the ego so that I can, that I can be brought into alignment with the higher power of my own understanding. I remember so many times picking up the food over and over, and I would lie to my first eight sponsors when the truth would have served me better, and I would lie through omission, and I, I, would, I would come back to this statement of, well, don't beat yourself up, Larry. It's progress, not perfection. And as it's been brought up, we're talking about spiritual progress in the steps. I will never get to a self-actualized state of being, spiritually or otherwise, but rest assured, I needed to put the food down 100%. If I didn't put it down, who then was going to put it down on my behalf? I had to be willing to go through that uncomfortability. My ego had to be changed. I had to be inwardly restructured. And then that's an imperfect human being through that process. But the food has to be down in order to have this transformation and work through these steps. With that, I pass. Thanks, Kelly. 
Well, thanks, Larry. So next up is Anita B. followed by Melissa C. Good morning, Anita. Good morning again. Um, This paragraph just says so much to me. Um, You know, it says they absolutely knew what they were talking about, how I was going to feel as an addict because that's how they felt. So this paragraph gives me depth and weight again, which is, you know, something I'm going to need to believe. And, you know, the other thing is, is I think what if it said, you know, we have to be perfect, Well, then, you know, we know how our minds work with that, too, or my mind works, you know. Oh, well, if I can't be perfect at it, why should I bother? So, you know, I just feel the love of these people who wrote this story for us, who wrote this this way of living, this design, these directions, um, and how they wanted everyone to have this because, it feels so good. And, you know, some of us, like me, I don't get it right away. I need to continue to keep going through this to really understand it and believe it. And so I'm just grateful that for so many years I've kept coming back and that each time I read this same paragraph or do the same work or have to start over, I just keep learning so much more and um, you know, it was just yesterday when we went through, uh, I don't know, step one at the meeting, me face-to-face meeting, I realized that uh, I surrendered a whole lot more yesterday than I had ever surrendered. So I'm just grateful, and I think that word imperfection uh, gives us the hope to just keep coming back and doing the work. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Anita B., for your share. And next, Melissa C., followed by Lori E. Good morning, Melissa. Hi, Kelly. I, I don't know. Am I able to be heard where I am right now? I might be in a noisy spot. Is it, yeah, um, I can hear you. Okay, great. Hi, it's Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, you know, um, I love the word um, progress. Um, and, and I have a little bit of a different perspective as a teacher, as an educator, um, and, you know, in second grade, right? And I'm a lot, I can learn so much from my students, um, that they're really my great teacher. And, and so second grade, you know, just like me, I'm progressing, I'm improving, getting better, you know, and the worst type of or the most difficult type of student, and I can relate because this has been me, is someone with arrogance, no humility, who thinks they've got to know it all before they've even been instructed. And, you know, and when I've seen students like my like that, who are just like me, um, it's a fear of being found out. It's a fear of people thinking, I'm not that smart, you know, and, and, Really, it was, who was I hiding this from? from? From God? You know, my disease is progressive. We're told that throughout, right? This disease is progressive. It's fatal. It gets, it gets worse. Even, you know, even abstinent, even in a recovered state, I know that my disease is progressing. So my spiritual, you know, life, I've got to be progressing too because I've got to keep, it's got to run pace. And so, obviously, no, the food, that, that's not what we're talking about spiritually. That's physical. My physical has to be, it's got to be pretty perfect. Otherwise, I don't stand a chance 
of having an ounce of humility that I can make progress. But I know that my spiritual life is, is progressing. I know that I'm improving. And just like my students, it's through consistent hard work. They don't make progress if they don't study, right? They don't make progress if they can't learn from their mistakes. And so, you know, today when I make a mistake, when I fall short of my ideals, I bring it to God. I look to examine more closely where did I fall off the beam? Where did I put down the work? Um, and I get working. And if we live that way, you know, we, we can live free of the food. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Next up, Lori E., followed by Christina J. Hey, Lori. Hi, Kelly. Thank you for your service this morning. Um, I'm Lori E., who recovered compulsive overeater in Iowa. Um, I look at that paragraph and I, I see where it says, what an order. And, you know, we've just read through the 12 steps and how overwhelming that is. And I realize that when I think, I get overwhelmed when I think it's all up to me. Um, uh, because there's no way that I can do this on my own. There's no way that I can follow those 12 steps by myself. Um, and all I can do is my part. And my part is my abstinence, um, going to meetings, my prayer and meditation, seeking to improve my conscious contact with God, working with others. And then I'm in charge of my part. And that's my part. And then all, what I need to do is just trust, trust in God that he's going to do his part. Um, and that's where the spiritual progress comes when, um, when I trust and I know that God will do his part and bring me along. And I mess up um, all the time when I'm dealing, you know, with the world and the people in the world and the circumstances. But I look at that and I thank God that it isn't all up to me. Um, my trouble comes when I get out of my lane. And I think that I have more power and I try to do God's part. So for me, this paragraph is, is remembering to, um, to do my part and letting God do his part and having that faith um, that, that he will bring me along. And thanks for letting me share this morning. I pass. Wow, everybody's doing so great on time. Appreciate it. So thanks, Lori. Next up, Christina J. followed by Craig F. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you for your service. Uh, this is Christina Jay in the state of Washington. Oh, my goodness. Um, what an order. What was that explanation point for me? Four through nine. What? You're going to ask me to write down my resentments and talk about them and tell where I was not perfect? Sure, I kind of liked that first column in, uh, in four. I get to tell about all my problems with people and how I was a victim and blah, blah, blah. I like that part. But when my sponsor said you only get to write like a few lines, I was like, wait, no, wait, there's a whole story behind each thing, you know. But then having to tell it and go and make amends to people and all that, forget it. I just couldn't think I could go through with that. But you know what? The food beat me into submission. Um, and uh, I still didn't get it. It took me a long time to get spiritual progress, not perfection, because I had a block against spiritual progress, not perfection, in the fact that I thought I already had spiritual progress and perfection. I had a relationship with God, so I thought. I had no idea what it was going to be like to turn my will over to this great care of this person. I thought I was already doing that. So I had this internal block for years, and that's what kept me in relapse. Because if I didn't do four through nine, I couldn't clean house. So, I, and I just couldn't get step one because of I, I wouldn't submit to the process of 
thinking that God was not running my life. I, I thought he was. Um, I knew I wasn't a saint. And what I heard in the rooms in the rooms for years was progress, not perfection, which people used around their food. And my sponsor certainly did. I spent ad nauseum hours working on the four-step questions in OA, and I, I just was like, okay, progress, not perfection around the food. I'm not abstinent yet, but she told me if I keep doing this, I'm, I'm going to find abstinence. Well, guess what? It doesn't work. I had to put down the food completely in step one, realize I was powerless over food, and um, my life was unmanageable. It took me a long time to realize that second part. I just could not get the whole step one. Um, and if you jump in and do this, and I have a lot of people ask me all the time, how'd you do it? How'd you get through those relapses? Blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? I just had to do the do, as Tina says on the lines here. I had to do the deal. And uh, I had to trust the process. And these are guides to progress. And we get it. We get If you do it, you'll get it. Like everyone on this line says, so thank you for letting me share, and I think that's about it. Everybody else is sharing so many wonderful things. I want to hear the rest. God bless. Thank you so much, Christina J. And next up, my homie, Craig F. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning, homie. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I uh, When I, I came in, one of the things that, that uh, slowed me down was that was that my perfectionism i i wanted to be to do the steps perfectly the first time through i wanted to be uh, that person that did such a great job at it that it cured the people around me as well you know that uh, that i was uh, 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 just a fount of sunshine and light and i knew i couldn't do that and i knew that uh, that I was a babe in the woods, and it and it bothered me. You know, um, I I wanted to uh, uh, I wanted to claim spiritual perfection, and uh, I thought if I prayed enough and asked God enough to to give me a spiritual awakening first, that I'd be able to do the rest of these things, that I could work these steps perfectly, that I could uh, uh, be uh, in that state of recovery and that I could be absent and, and do so easily. And, uh, I had my cart before my horse and, you know, the first thing that I needed to do was to get abstinence, to put down the food and then to be willing to be vulnerable, to be willing to be, to work these steps imperfectly, to get help, to get somebody else, who had been through them before and and to uh, submerge my ego which was pretty large to submit my ego to the process so that I could find that spiritual awakening so that I could find that spiritual progress um I um I'm surprised that so unless I missed it when I dozed off or something uh, that uh, you know there's instructions on how to uh, perfect and enlarge our spiritual life back on page 14 and, and the top of 15 where Bill said in uh, uh, Bill's story he says and how appallingly true for the alcoholic for if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead so after that initial period after working the steps 
after having a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps, my instructions are clear. You know, it's work and self-sacrifice for others. And uh, that will enlarge, perfect, and enlarge my spiritual life. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Wait a minute. I didn't get to call time on you. Okay. Well, you had 10 seconds left, so I was caught off guard. <laughs> Charles, <laughs> Oh, wait a minute, Charles. Okay, hang on. So, I've got Charles. Uh, I'll probably have room for one more. Who'd like it? Who'd like to share on Pete that paragraph? PP. All right, we got you guys. All right, Charles, Ka go. Kathy C. Sorry, Kathy. Charles, you're up. Thanks. See, I was paying attention. You said, wait a minute. After you said it, I waited exactly 58 seconds. <laughs> We're not a glum lot. Charles H., I'm going to recover compulsive overeater. I heard this at the OA World. This man, yo, my guy from Strong Island, right? Perfectionism is the highest form of spiritual abuse. Um, and I just want to remind everybody, we ain't even at step three yet because we ain't even say being convinced we're now at step three. And even at that point, I wasn't convinced. Um, you know, so if I ain't going to do it perfect, that means I think I'm God. And, and page 62 says I need to stop playing God. It didn't work, right? Uh, so, like, if I ain't going to do it perfect, I ain't going to do it. So guess what? If I live by that motto, I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> you know, we'll never be perfect. We'll always be stepping on the moderator, moderator stepping on you. It's okay. It happens. We, we claim spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. And let me leave some um, room. That's all I wanted to say this morning. Deuces. Well, great, Charles. Thanks so much. All right, Pete B., you're up. Thank you, moderator. Pete B., compulsive overeater, recovered today by God's grace and mercy. You know, I can remember, I can, you know, they read, they, they read how it works, you know, before nearly every meeting. I can remember hearing that and saying to myself, spiritual progress. I didn't come here for spiritual progress. I didn't come here for spiritual perfection either. I came here because I was fat. I needed some help losing weight. I want to get some direction. Right? It was no ideal that I said, well, I'm really, <laughs> really interested in growing spiritually. Let me show up at OA. That wasn't my, that wasn't my experience. Right? I, didn't, I didn't become sold on having to grow spiritually until, I, until this book explained to me in the doctor's opinion and more about alcoholism and there is a solution that I don't have a choice. It's not a, it's not a, it's not optional. If this can, if I have the condition as described in this book, right? The, you know, the, 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 I, the first time I read the big book, I was not filled with hope, right? I was filled with doom because I realized that life as I live it, the way that I approach things has to change or I'm going to die as a result of the condition. Right. So, you know, at this point, yeah, right. The spiritual progress. Am I perfect? You know, I, I have to I have to find a way to some level of spirituality or else I'm doomed to go on to the bitter end and living the life that I'm living, the way that I'm living. And, you know, the only thing I say is I was going to pose this as a question is that, you know, I don't know how you measure spiritual progress. There's no measurement. There's no metric. It's not like money in the bank. I can't, I don't grow spiritually by learning more and figuring out exactly what was written in the big book so that I can point, match your point to my point, right? I don't grow spiritually by self-knowledge, 
right? That avails me nothing. I grow spiritually by constantly relying and depending upon the God of my understanding, right? It doesn't help. To, we're, not, we're not in a codependent society here, and I have to, you know, it's, it's, it's dependent upon my brothers and sisters. I grow spiritually by constantly relying and depending upon the God of my understanding. And it stops about 10 minutes after I'm dead. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, PB. Kathy C., guess what? There's time for you. Hope you're still there. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Kathy from Montreal, Canada. A grateful recovered compulsive overeater. Yeah, I just wanted to get in there. And, you know, a, a, lot, of, a lot of us, myself included, was so concerned about the food and the, the, what to eat, what not to eat, should I eat, how much. Um, but the steps never talk about food, does it? It just says that I am powerless over food, that my life is unmanageable. Yes. So if I am to do this, it has nothing to do with my food, nothing to do with my diet, my weight. It has everything to do with who I am, how I think, how I react to life. So the spirit that I need is not one of myself that I've been doing so far. Every day I come to confirm to my innermost self, I need God's will today. God, let me be your servant. Think for me, you know, show me where I am to be. I have to concede to my innermost self that I cannot rely on my thinking because my life will be unmanageable. Therefore, I need to continue with God's will. And you know what? The steps show me how to build a relationship. Wherever I am in my life today, whatever, what circumstance, what, whatever trouble I have, the steps will direct me. The steps will show me what I need to do or, do, if, if anything, do anything at all. So I progress. I grow just like in a relationship, any relationship, right? The first date, a bit awkward, well, whatever. But after a couple of months, you get to know the person and you rely. You get to see how it works with you. And, and that's what I need to do every day. And I progress. I grow, right? It's a growth here. So I have to get out of the way. That's all I have to remember. And God will show me. Thank you. I pass. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Kathy uh, C. And uh, that wraps up our meeting. That was amazing. We got like 15 people in today. Everybody kept it under the time, gave a lot of voices out there. Powerful meeting. Thanks for everybody out there. Okay. So um, let's see where we are. Thank you to everyone who shared. So please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. The share ID for today's meeting, Thursday, October 10th, is 13504. 13504. So we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Lauren N. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, fellows. This is Lauren N. from New York, compulsive overeater sugar addict. Our, men, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. 
But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him as your fel- and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past and give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you with the, in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. God bless you, may God bless you and keep you until then. Amen.